0: Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'll be showing you how average, everyday people have chosen to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope this podcast will allow you to feel a connection with people who have something in common with you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hello podcast listeners and today is a new month and that means that we have another psychologist to feature bringing their expertise to the show with the topic for February being about the now and the present moment and I'd like to welcome Shadia Name calling from Spain to the show to talk today about serendipity and how it's important in the present moment. So welcome, how are you?
1: Hi, Carrie. It's so nice to be able to talk to, with you today. I'm super excited about our topic, and hopefully, we can give your listeners some insightful information on how they can come back to the present moment and enjoy fully life serendipities and the magic that's there for us. I love it.
0: So let's start with how do you define serendipity?
1: Yes, serendipity is all of those things that remind you constantly that everything has a bigger purpose. It's all of these happy events that happen without you actually searching for it. For example, when you're thinking of something or someone, and then a few minutes later or a day later, the answer to precisely what you were thinking of or what you were wondering just comes to you. So this is what it would be. It's like the happening of several events by that benefit you in a great way without you actually having to look for them.
0: And I love those moments. And I I always feel like they're, I don't know, they're very magical in a way, like you had said earlier. Where do you think, like, do you think that they happen because, like, the universe is kind of sending them away or it's, like, how we're putting ourselves out into the world? Like, how do you think in your own personal thought or maybe in the science component as well um, that those types of things happen?
1: I think it's a combination of both things, Carrie. Like, we are the creators of our reality. It has been proved that we are constantly creating the events that happen to us, that we can always decide how we want to respond to certain events. And it's also like a dance with what life brings to us. The signs are always there. It just depends if we are open to see them or not. So the universe does bring them. But if you are stuck in your own thoughts, you are um, very close-minded, or you are going to a really rough patch and you cannot see beyond what's close or what you can, can fully grasp at the moment, then all of these serendipities and all of these magical coincidences, they just slip. But the moment that you are aware and that you're, okay, I want to start noticing the things that are there, then life just brings them to you. And so how do
0: we become more aware, especially in moments where, you know, either not the greatest things are happening to us or we're just kind of in a bad place? How do you start to become more aware of those positive, happy components of
1: serendipity? Without a doubt, by knowing that what only really exists is the now, is the present moment. So I know that most of us, I think all of us, I haven't met for uh, the first person that he's, old Zen and just never has any issues and lives a perfect life. So I would say all of us, when we are facing different difficult moments throughout our lives, we can always, always, always take the time to just stop, breathe, and come back to the present moment. I do it, and it's a tool that that I've used with many of my patients as well. It's just acknowledging your surroundings. For example, if you are having a really rough patch and you see yourself caught up in thoughts about the situation or what will happen or the future, because you're so anxious or what already happened in the past, you can just stop and look around and see very practical, basic things. Like there is a, white door in front of me there's a black tv so you can just come back to the present moment and see all of the things that are actually in that moment happening so to bring back uh, to bring us back to the now to connect with our breathing to connect with what we have at our own grasp so that's that's a tool that helps a lot and that it may seem really really basic and really simple but when you start doing it like the effects are magnificent so we start
0: with kind of more literal and easy things to notice about the present um, but you and I were just speaking before we got on the podcast that you and I met kind of serendipitously uh, through Instagram, where you know, I had used certain hashtags in a post and you had found me, and then I was actually looking for a psychologist for the show, and it just kind of happened that way. So, how do you go from, okay, getting out of maybe an anxious or depressed state and feeling very present and seeing physical things in front of you to now recognizing more serendipitous signs that seem like kind of like a step ten?
1: when the first thing you described seemed like step one or two. Exactly. So they're really not that far apart one from the other, because when you start by acknowledging what you already have, a sense of gratitude begins to take over because you're grateful because you have a bed, you're grateful because you can drink um, clean water. And then this sense of gratitude, it's amazing because it expands so quickly. And if you're just aware, like if you or just conscious that you wanna create a different reality, that you do want to tap into all of this magic, then all you have to do is ask. You ask yourself and then take inspired action because often we're just waiting for things to happen to us, but you take inspired action. I searched the hashtags that I liked. I went to some profiles, some I don't care about. Yours got my attention, but that's because you take inspired action and you offer cool content. You know, and then I decided to write you, and then that, so that's taking inspired action constantly. It's not just waiting and saying like, "Okay, universe, here I am, send me the signs, send me the magic," and you're just not doing anything. Like I said before, like we have to do, and we have to let life do as well. But it's it's a combination of both things. You cannot just expect for things to happen and not do absolutely anything. Mm, yeah,
0: I agree, and I like how you're saying that inspired action. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that would consider themselves to be overthinkers um, or very much inside their head. Some people will use the term introverted, although uh, I don't always like using that term. But basically, they they get kind of so fearful that they don't know what to say. So let's say, for example, you know, in our situation, you had written something and I was like, oh, like this person would be awesome to have in my podcast. But uh, I don't know, she might not say yes, so I'm just not going to do it. Um, for people that have feelings like that or thoughts like that, how do they get themselves to have inspired action? How do they do it? And how long does it take for them to get the courage to do it?
1: The first thing is, and I know this has been said so many times, but I promise you is the key to everything is self-love. It's knowing that we all have something amazing to offer and that we don't really lose anything by trying if that person just decides to be like, okay, no, I'm just going to let it pass and maybe that person's not interested, all of these insecurities and all of these fears just start building up, taking this person away from having a potentially amazing experience. But if this person consistently takes inspired action, knows that they're doing something that can impact the lives of other people, know their true value and they don't put it a, or don't give away their power to external people or circumstances. The change is amazing. How can they do this by being super honest with themselves? I love mirror talk. You know, they don't have to be talking with anyone else. Just And some people are just terrified at, of looking at themselves in the mirror. So you can just start for a second a day, look at yourself. Then the next day, you can look for two seconds. The third day, you can smile at yourself. The fourth day, you can say, hi, I see you fifth day you can just look at yourself say hi i see you you're beautiful and start little by little and this is so powerful and so profound that this will make us feel more confident and will start to build a stronger relationship with ourselves that will in response allow us to connect more with others you
0: know, and everything you're saying, I, I I really like how you're articulating it, and I completely agree. But I think it's so funny, like that first step of self-love is so hard for some people. Um, and I think sometimes even more challenging for women, because um, I actually, uh, I'm a dance instructor, and, and it's so funny when I have people who've never danced before, they hate looking in the mirror. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, I've never seen my whole body that way before. And it's like a very um, honest and scary thing for them. Besides like the physical components, uh, you know, how do we do kind of that, you know, self-reflection internally?
1: Yes. For me, meditation, without a doubt, is a tool that helps tremendously because it helps us connect actually with who we truly are. And, it, and people sometimes are terrified when you hear meditation because they imagine these monks just sitting in perfect silence. No, meditation can be like what you do, dancing, you know, or it can be walking or it can be seeing your kid or seeing your pet just be in the present moment, right? So it's looking for this activity, whether it's you lying down with your eyes closed, listening to mantras or whether it is you taking a walk in the, on the beach, You know, but just looking for these moments where you can just be with yourself, connect and observe whatever is happening at every given time. Another tool that's super helpful is writing, because sometimes we just allow our thoughts and our feelings to build up. And we're having the example of someone who's self-conscious, who's not too confident. And then these people probably will not feel comfortable talking to someone else about their own insecurities. But when they write them, it just like brings them out, you know? And when you see them written, you're, you're starting to relate to them in a different way that if you just have them in your mind and it boils up. It happens so often that we just have so many things in our mind that we just like have a talk with a girlfriend or we write down like some little notes and then we feel so much lighter that we can start doing those things like today, you know, the first thing that we really need, Carrie, is decision and commitment to ourselves.
0: And what do you mean by that? A decision and commitment of what to
1: ourselves? Yeah, of being more present, of being able to connect with these old magical things that life has, to create to our dreams, to create what we want to do. Because often people are just focused and and wanting others to provide or to satisfy their needs. Like, for example, I want my partner to commit to me. Or when I lose weight, I will do this. When I earn more money, I will do this. No, the time is now. And starting should happen now. You know, this inspired action can be just tiny little steps that bring you closer to the place where you want to be, knowing that it is within us to be able to create the realities that we want to create.
0: That, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I um, you know, it, it's just it's interesting because as you're talking, I just think of, of people that I've spoken to and it's just the fear that holds them back, or like, you know, oh, um, they're thinking too much of the present or the past. I know I'm personally a very big planner, and I went uh salsa dancing the other day and talk about an amazing serendipitous kind of present moment because you don't know what your partner is going to do when you're dancing. And so you have to like let go. And it was funny because the times that I tried to control the movement, it was not good. And I was like, this is not working. But the times that I let go and just was in the present moment, it was like the coolest, like magical feeling. And that's hard. Like, I think that's really hard to, for some people to get over the fear, but for somebody like myself to let go and allow yourself to just be and experience. And I know it's something that I'm, Learning and for me, it's like a conversation I have in my head. Like it's okay. Like let go, just enjoy. I mean, are there other ways that you would encourage people to be able to
1: do that? Yeah, I love the example that you're giving because actually, dancing is is amazing. It's it's a true, true, true act of surrender of giving up um, on control on um, combining your actions with somebody else's actions so it is it is amazing and, and and like you say when we are control freaks which i tend to be sometimes too we are telling life like you know what i don't believe that you can do this for me so i feel that we always have two ways to choose love or fear and everything else just comes from those two things right so the first thing is i would say choosing love and some people misinterpret in. Misinterpreted it, I don't know if I'm saying the word correctly because mm-hmm. yep it's not my it's, it's not my mother tongue ta- Misinterpreted. yeah, so think oh romantic love or the love it no, no, love for yourself, love for life, love for what it is that you do, and then um letting go of control little by little, it can be the small things, you know it can be knowing that you cannot do it all and being able to ask for self, knowing that you. Are deserving of receiving great things because sometimes it also comes from this fear that we don't deserve. And when we are stuck in that fear of not deserving, then we don't open up to receiving, and then life cannot give to us. And then, in consequence, we cannot give back. And it just becomes like this cycle where we're trying to control, and this control is based out of fear, and then it's stopping things from coming to us. So it just keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going. So I would say that the first thing that we we can do is, is like I say before, just commit to be super honest with ourselves. You know, make a list. What it is that you want to accomplish? What changes do you want to see in what areas of your life? Okay, what are the parts that you can control, and what are the parts that you cannot control? And then just have an act of faith in life, and think of all those things, or more than things feel. And connect with all of those things that we do effortlessly. For example, in the mornings, you don't have to, to obligate yourself, like open your eyes, open your eyes. No, you just wake up, you open your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You're breathing constantly. Your heart is beating constantly. Or do you have to tell your heart, heart beat, I'm going to do this so that you beat in. No, the things that are so obvious. That's why I like this obvious examples, because it's things that we all have, you know, like We can see it. We can sense it like right now. I'm not, I'm talking and at the same time I'm breathing and at the same time my lungs are working and at the same time my heart is beating. And I don't have to do anything for it to, of course, we have to take care of our health and all this, but this is a different topic. But these things work. So why? If we are connected with everything, if we are part of life, if our own birth is a miracle, do we feel that it oh these things happen like this, but the rest of things that happen in our daily lives have to be controlled and like micromanaged by us completely in order for things to flow. When you plant a tree, are you yelling at the tree all the time? Like grow, 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 grow. Are you like if you put lots of water, it will drown? If you're screaming, it won't grow just because we want it to, right? Like nature is a great example of how everything has its own cycles. And then if we're just obsessed with the future and trying to control and to plan it all, we are missing out on what's happening right now.
0: Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, everything she's saying is true. And I think, um, I mean, I'm just curious, you know, being a psychologist and, and just being a human being nowadays, how do you feel that social media plays into all of this? Because I feel like it takes away a lot from being in the present moment and really puts into all of us, you know, being aware of the future
1: and I need to be doing more. Absolutely. Social media, I love it, but sometimes I hate it too. Because it's such like a, a, how do you say it in English like this double double-sided weapon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you use it like with with purpose, it like amazing things can happen. Like for example, our connection, you know. But if you are focused on comparing yourselves and seeing others people's lives. It's not, it it makes you feel bad. And not everybody is living like the lives that they're portraying. You know, I give, I like to be transparent and honest and spontaneous. Like for example, most of my social media posts, I, I, I schedule lots of them, you know, because I share videos with the word of the day and I do different things. So sometimes my messages just pop up or inspirational phrases, but in reality, I can be living a very, very difficult and painful time in my life, you know? So it's, it's just having to keep in mind that we are all humans, that we are all doing the best that we can, and that we should never, ever, ever compare ourselves with other people. Because in this thing of of constant comparison is where we're losing the present moment. We spend so much time in social media. And then like, I should have done this. Maybe I should do this. Why is this person doing this? Maybe I could do it in a different way. It be, It can become like an obsession, you know? I I saw like, for example, during the holidays, I am in different groups of a lot of people who are into Instagram and commenting and doing all of these things. Like the engagement went down so much during the holidays that it was actually refreshing, you know, and it all happened because someone said like, I need a break. I need to be fully present with my family. And then the other one said, oh yeah, actually me too. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take a break, too. I'm going to do a social media detox. It's like if we give permission to each other, then, like, we can relax. You know, like, if someone says that they're taking a call, then it's allowed to take time off. You you don't have to be overperforming all the time, showing your perfect life, the perfect picture, the perfect sunset, the perfect relationship, because that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. That's so far from reality.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, like, when you're being in the present moment, you're not thinking, I should get a picture of this. (laughs) Like, I think the whole time, like I said, just using that salsa dancing example, like, I was doing it for three or four hours, and I was like, oh, my God, that was so fun. Like, I didn't even think about posting something. And then it was at the end of the night, like, friends were like, oh, we should take a picture now, now that the night's over, um, because they'd gotten dressed up and everything. Uh, But there's, I don't know, there's something kind of also exciting about, like, that moment being just for you or just for the few people you're with and not sharing it with the world. And I
1: think that has like a serendipitous magical quality as well. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better, Carrie, like in those moments where we're really connected that we have surrendered, that we are enjoying the moment. It's so magical that we forget about our phones. They don't even matter. Like when you're in these conversations with people that really, really interest you, you're so into that that you don't remember even to see your phone or what time is it, or to check your Facebook or when you're, I don't know. For me, it's, it's like when I blog or I create content for my social media, whatever, like I'm so in the process of creation that I forget my phone completely. Like for example, when I do the videos that I do, I'm like, I'm so excited and I'm just like happy to share and the words are just coming and I just do it that I forget, even though it's for social media I forget completely to check my phone and see if someone has liked my thing that we have to let go of this need of wanting people to like our things and follow us and engage and whatever. Like if we are present, if we are creating things that come from our heart, people that connect with that will come to us. Some people are so obsessed with having like a huge follow and whatever. If you go to the accounts of people who have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, they also have so many haters and so many nasty comments from people and their things. So, it's a matter of of deciding what it is that you want. Like, it's beautiful to build relationships to actually connect with people, both in social, li- like in um, offline world, but in the real life as well. You know, it has to go beyond that. It's dancing with someone that you like. It's hanging out with your friends. It's dressing up uh, for a party. It's having a hot chocolate with your best friend it's watching a movie it's it's spending time with your pets like there's so many things that can just bring us and I always say that animals and kids are our greatest teachers because they are just in the present moment you see them enjoying fully every single second so it's it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's liberating. One of the things that I I gave a talk uh, here in Barcelona last week, uh, precisely on on serendipity, and I, I invited people to at least like before the week was over to take five minutes and just observe a child or an animal. And I said, don't bring the excuse. Oh, but I don't have kids and I don't have pets. And I'm not. you can go to YouTube and just look like a video of a baby or a cat or whatever. Just five minutes of seeing them, how they interact, how they connect with the world around them. It's impossible to be upset or mad after that. It has this magic and this feeling of, of belonging and of being connected and of just being fully, fully present that it's so refreshing.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely notice that. Um, I teach some young kids as well, um, like around like 8, 9, 10-year-olds. And they crack me up, first of all, with <laughs> some of their stories, like the little things that they come up with or um, the things that they are entertained by. Um, and it does. It, it reminds me every time to be like, you know what? Just focus on the now. Just enjoy. Just relax. Um, but even at a young age, I will say, you know, I'll do something with the kids in a dance class. And they'll be like, well, what's the purpose of this? Because in school, they're taught, like, there has to be a purpose. There has to be a reason you're doing something. And I said to them, I said, well, you know, this particular activity is just to have fun. And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) And they were excited after that. But I think it's interesting that even at a young age, we're we're challenging children to think for their future in a way that I don't remember being pushed at eight years old. Um, So it's interesting to have that mix, at least from my perspective.
1: Yes, absolutely, Carrie. It's so beautiful that you can get to work with kids. I, I, I feel that people like you actually are are doing a huge impact and a huge difference in, in this kid's life because of course grown ups, we're doing the best that we can, you know, and in a way we're ripping children off from that innocence, from that connection. Like you see a two year old, a two year old is, is there present enjoying the moment if, if he's crying he's crying if he's happy he's happy he's just in the moment but then as we grow up and as we start sharing more and more time inside of the society the school and everything all of these things start impacting the competition that you have to do this don't do that don't behave these are the, the social manners you cannot do this you cannot talk too loud you cannot laugh you cannot cry you so it's it's so complicated that by the time the kids are like the ages that you mentioned, eight, nine, they're so self conscious of themselves and and of their surroundings and everything that it's so important for them to have these spaces where they can just be, where they can just have fun and enjoy what's there for them. So it's I, I think it's really really beautiful.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think this is a, a really good topic and a good reminder of how important it is to just be. And, um, you know, just kind of recapping what we spoke about, you know, you had talked about kind of the initial thing is, is to be honest with yourself and self-love. Um, and then you kind of talked about being in the present moment as far as looking at kind of, uh, you know, what's right in front of me as well um, and choosing love over fear. Is there anything else that you kind of want to add to those things as kind of actionable steps that people could take?
1: There's um, do you know EFT, emotional freedom technique or tapping? Have you heard of it? Katie? I have
0: heard of it, but yeah, if you could describe it more, cause I only know a little bit about it.
1: So amazing. And I really recommend it. We are so blessed to be living in the year 2018 where we have everything uh, that we want just by typing it. So guys, I really, really recommend that you go on Google and find tapping. This is a technique. It's like acupuncture, but just with your fingers, you know, it's just, we have some meridians in our body that they're wired in a certain way. So when we tap into certain points of our bodies, we can just rewire all of that and change or thoughts or feelings it had it has been used for post-traumatic stress with lots of veterans with a lot of people who have lived very challenging situations and their results are amazing 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 um, we cannot of course show them because we don't have the, the video to show, show them what the points are but if you just google it you will see what the points are it's called emotional freedom technique or tapping And I recommend this tool for everybody. I use it for myself. I use it for my patients. And it has done wonders in helping me come back to the present moment. And it's really cool because you can learn it really fast. You know, at first, maybe you need someone to guide you through the process or there are some really cool videos on YouTube, eh, but then you can just learn it and do it in the bathroom if you want to. You know, like there's some points that you can even touch while you're sitting in the bus or walking in the street or whatever, and the results are amazing. Now, what is that actually doing? What is it about the
0: touching or the tapping or where and how you're doing it that causes a more calming effect to be in the present moment?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's really amazing because what what it does, it's it's it it helps you it helps you realign with your body you know it helps you reconnect with your true essence it's it's an acupuncture acupressure technique and it balances out your emotional health you know it's super important because we are so aware of taking into consideration our physical health but we leave sometimes our emotional health aside um, So it's it, it's amazing if we have all of these things. It, it uses the same energy meridians that traditional Chinese acupuncture uses, um, and has been using for over like five thousand years. You know, like since forever. It's such like ancestral wisdom that has been used, um, and it's it's amazing because you don't need the invasive invasiveness of the needles, just with your fingers. With your fingertips, it it presses this energy field within you that changes everything. It's it's really beautiful. It has it, it can be used like it, it's combined, of course, with acknowledging what the situation is first, and then you transform it and put positive affirmations in, um, and it it's really healing and it's it's very very amazing and it like clears out and balances your emotional health.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like that. I, I've done a little bit of it, um, but I'll have to look into that again. But the EFT, the topping, I think that's a good uh, addition to everything you've mentioned. I No, I think this is wonderful and I look forward to having you in the next few weeks go into more in depth about the present and the now and other components that we can discuss and learn from. So thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Carrie. It's been amazing. Thank you for for listening to what I have to say. I've enjoyed it so much sharing this super important topic with you. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that the tips and tools that I've recommended can be useful to whoever's listening. So thank you. Thank you. And I cannot wait for us to keep on enjoying our talks together. Thank you.
0: Hi, podcast listeners. Have a question about what we discussed today or have a topic you'd like us to cover on Wednesdays? send me an email over at kerry.n.roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and provide as much value as possible to your personal growth journey. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to message me over on Instagram at kerry.n.roberts. Remember that each of us has something that makes us great. So go out there and show the world what makes you extraordinary.